Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. Really appreciate your support. And today um, we've got a weekly chat with co-host, an expert and font of all knowledge, Nevin Thomas. Nevin, hello and how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. It's a, a very dark morning here. It's supposed to get lighter, but it's still pretty dark. I mean, it's uh, early morning here in England. Uh, we're recording this show. Your invitation to come visit me in South India is always open. Oh. Uh, it's bright and sunny and you probably wish it's a little more colder, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, right now. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not been too cold, but uh, the, well, the weather's mild, but it's just the um, dark... Uh, nights uh and um dark uh morning so we're, we're getting used to it it's on the right way anyway it's going uh lighter by the day how is everything with you back home everything is good everything is good 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 um we're recording the show on um uh, tuesday today um so hopefully we're going to cover uh, obviously the two leagues and uh, something new to me uh, a lot of things are new to me when it comes to indian sport which is the i league second division which is due to start as well and um, yeah. something that's uh, huge here, which is the um, European Champions League. But obviously, there's an equivalent in Asia, and we've got a team in there. So hopefully, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, AFC Champions League. But also, there's a few stories that have broken, not only in the I-League, uh, but also in the ISL. So, um, But I have to start with my boys, um, just because of uh, the chronological order of how things panned out last week in the ISL. Uh, that was a hell of a win for Orisha against Mumbai. A big, Absolutely. big clash. Um, yeah. I know they were playing at home, but again, Mumbai were coming into it with a bit of form. Um, but um, uh, San- Adrian Santana and uh, Cisco, uh, who I read about pre-game actually, um, mm-hmm. brought out you know a brilliant performance for the boys. Correct, correct. Yeah, both of the foreigners really made an impact. One assistant. Uh, Goal each for both of them, so that's that's what you look for a foreigner. And I think the team is starting to click. Everybody's excited about it. Like the young wingers in Jerry and Nanda, they are also exciting. Uh, Shubham in, in as a right back has also been superb. So fair play. I think uh, Gombo is also a very good coach, and uh, mm. that setup seems to be like really going in the right direction. Now, just to, uh, obviously, this team moved from Delhi last year. How much of that team and coaching structure is in Orissa? It's it's pretty, like I think they've like taken everything in Delhi and planted it in Odisha. So they didn't. Uh, go, what the management did right was they knew that it was going to be a little troubled moving one city to the other. What they ensured is that the management didn't change so much and the players also remained. So. The transition shouldn't have affected them so much, and to I mean I I feel sorry for the Delhi fans, but uh, I think in terms of climate as well, I think you'd prefer playing in an Odisha than in a Delhi right now. And, and when I say climate, uh, Odisha can also be very hot and cold, but uh, it's not as extreme as Delhi. And also the pollution-wise, I think it's way better in in Bhubaneswar. So I think in a lot of way the move has only helped the team, of course. Let's not forget the fact that Odisha government is also supporting. There is uh, the team can run uh, like uh, with a lesser financial burden on their heads. So yeah, I think uh, that way the Odisha move is justified. I mean, it's sad for the fans who gave their life for the club and suddenly to see them packing off to a new city. But 
but uh, otherwise i think the move is worked out pretty well and the team is also playing good football so we uh, can't really complain yeah and the support seems to be there they're really enjoying playing at home because they had the a very awkward start to the season where they're playing in Pune and away games uh, but they're back home and it's paying off with uh, back-to-back wins which uh, like you say I've said previously in the A-League makes a huge difference you can easily climb the table a um, couple of players especially one that you've mentioned before that are getting quite a bit of um, uh, mention uh, is Jerry and the other one is Nankumar Sekar and they're saying that these two are now um, you know should be in contention for the national team ideally and by performance sake yes i think uh, they should be especially considering india's uh, primary wingers udanta and uh, the likes of uh, 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 changte both of them haven't had like phenomenal season as compared to jerry in terms of stats so jerry is definitely in the reckoning he was also boy uh, as a, like i think we've all been monitoring him for a few years now we've been expecting him to like perform well but like he's never really had like a breakout season so it's, it's been good and he plays like a winger he's a, he's more like a no nonsense winger who work hard i do think there are aspects to his game that needs to improve especially in, in terms of physicality uh, but uh, definitely it's good to see the likes of nanda and uh, suse and jerry and radim pilang and all these guys pushing the uh, wingers like udanta now i think the, the, uh, one of the BFC matches, uh, Udanta was substituted, and you saw Ashik being put in the right wing. So there are signs that you know not everything is rosy, uh, and not everything can be taken for granted for Udanta as well, which I think is good. Mm. I think uh, Udanta hasn't evolved as a player in the last two three years. He he broke out, and his pace was phenomenal, and he, his willingness to work hard and work together with Chetri was obviously a big, big plus for Indian football team. But now I think questions are being asked and I, and I don't think Utanta is over. He's definitely got the talent. Now there is some pressure. Like if you don't perform, you're going to get like uh, substituted or binned or whatever. So that that's good for the entire uh, Indian setup. Yeah, absolutely. And um it's only bodes well for India having this sort of competition between the players. And uh, I know you've mentioned Jerry a few times before, so um, I'm glad he's getting some sort of uh, form back and is in contention. <clears throat> I have to, um, something that I know cheered you up over the weekend uh, was um, a win for your boys that came for me, anyway, <laughs> out of the blue away win. Uh, one of the yes. leaders, ATK, um, beautiful goal Absolutely. by Nazri. Um, yeah. How, where did that performance come from? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure Ilko will have his own uh, like versions of how the win was important, whatever, like how he came up with the win. But at the end of the day, I think it's just sticking to a system that is uh, that his players understand, and they play a basic four-four-two. With like two strikers up forward, so Messi is always working hard. Ogbech is always a talent and a threat in in and around that area. And you have two wingers who are willing to work hard. If not, I mean, in Sethisen and in Nasri, they don't have like prolific wingers who will do a lot of things. But in a four-four-two, I don't think you are required to. You are your 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 objective is to just uh, do the basics right, help your team defensively, come into the midfield and cramp uh, cramp out the space. And when you have the likes of Rakip and Jessel playing really well as full-backs. So, I think it's a system that uh, 
and that works for kerala of course it's not your tiki taka or uh, anything uh, out of the world and in, in in fact it's that english football that we don't like to see too much in india uh, but from the 80s fair play yeah. to yeah fair play to ilko he, he thinks this is what he can do with the with the team and uh, victory is really matter i think we've stressed on this a lot of times so victory is really matter and the, the fact that uh, kerala has won against uh, uh, they were they were superb superb in terms of like they they were clinical against hyderabad and uh, uh, they got a very very important victory against atk ave so i'm sure the number of fans who will going to turn up for the next four matches is going to increase exponentially because now there's a feeling that okay they can actually win i know i know a personal know a lot of people who said oh shit i missed out that uh, match where we scored five goals so now there is this anticipation again and that's what uh, results bring so it's not like fantastic football that brought it it's the results that brought it so hopefully kerala blasters can sustain this moment and they, strangely enough they are in the reckoning for a, a playoff spot well, so that, this that- is how That was more <laughs> ISL is. Well, yeah, and that was going to be my next question. Has it given you hope of getting into the playoffs? I know you've got a couple of tough games um, at uh, Jamshedpur and Goa coming up away. I think it's too early. I think it's just uh, like uh, just two victories is like too early to jump the gun. But I'm just excited. I'm excited for the fans more than anybody else. I'm just happy they have something to cheer about because they. for all the the other fans uh, saying criticizing that you know kerala blasters fans are fickle and they just run away whatever around 10000 12000 still turned up for these matches so i'm so happy that uh, they are getting to see a victory i'm so happy that there is some uh, some good football involved and hopefully other blasters management and the entire setup can like sustain this uh, and talking about the uh, the uh... mood in the camp um, i don't know if you saw it but there was an article by sahal where he was praising the coach and saying they'll improve you know we've talked about sahal and how he's been treated uh, by the coach but he was uh, all praise for the coach in terms of um, you know improving his game and um, which is quite a bit of um, support for elko that is uh, i mean i don't want to read too much into this also because uh, when when you have a manager is very unlikely unless you're like as lata and somebody it's very unlikely that a player will come out yeah, and say no that manager is treating fair play, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so i don't think uh, that's pretty i i don't think that's what sahel wants to say but again maybe that's untrue and maybe it's just me as a journalist or a fan of sahel being a little concerned of what's happening you see he, the boy rushes whenever he gets ball you see that he is no longer the sahal who had so much time and you see him trying to be made into a different a player so whether that's good or bad i think we will all judge in the uh, in the future but right now i think his confidence is down and uh, he is like uh, i mean a lot of people are upset when people comparing with uh, uh, ozil but he, it is true and you need a manager to play ozil right so mm. a certain manager can't figure out how to use a mesotozel in the next days that you play him and he he produces a, a same kind like at least 10 moments of magic in a match so they might not run their ass off but they'll they'll consistently produce magic and it's really important for team to revolve around these players unfortunately in a setup like a 442 with with yeah. the objective to just bang the ball up forward for the forwards um i don't see how sahal can like really play or 
in uh, like influence i would in fact say gxn or somebody on that of that mold makes me way way better so and uh, i think within kerala also i can say that uh, a lot of these conversations on sahal has died down so uh, everybody is now just excited that haku has got a good game so everybody is now talking about haku is also a malayali player and everybody is i i saw a lot of these small tiktok type videos about how rakip uh, outmuscled uh, krishna you know you know one on one so so there is genuine excitement about the other young players as well there's rakip there's jessel jessel is an old but he's still playing his first big season in in isl so everybody is excited and a lot of people think he should be making it to the national team because he's actually a natural left back and plays with the left foot and jackson of course now after the under 17 world cup the boy is back in in the limelight so that way there's a lot of positives that the whole sahal tragedy is sort of taken uh, like a, like a beating in, in in some ways like yeah, giving him really talking about sahal so much which which is a good thing and good for sahal as which well which is a good thing which is a good thing for all people involved I yeah think. for sahal uh, also i don't think he wants too much attention yeah absolutely and it's good to see the other boys coming through as well and uh, it'll be really interesting right. when the next national team is uh, selected to see if um, the coach is going to imagine somebody like an amarjeet and jackson could be anchoring the indian team they were just doing that two years ago for the under 17 side and now both of them like amarjeet was like already a popular figure before he had like a, a bad injury and uh, jackson has uh, done enough to say that he he can be given the baton of say what a pranay halder was doing so like especially for playing a 4231 i wouldn't mind seeing uh, jackson and amarjeet playing the uh, the double pivot that, that would be some something but let's see let's see how yeah it was team sort of finalize the indian team situation I yeah think. but the main thing is the talent is coming through and being given Definitely, a chance especially yeah. in your um, isl yeah. which is good um big um, news from the coaching front uh, you've lost another englishman but you've been replaced by <laughs> a bit of a legend in isl Irish would it man. be fair to say yes um yes obviously a legend yeah how much, legend actually how much of a shock was that for him to uh, alberto rocca we're talking about obviously replacing phil brown at hyderabad how much was of a surprise to you uh it was a surprise because uh, from what i understand and this is all i have no like i've never directly like had a i've not even attended a press conference with rocca to actually have a a first person understanding of the person but like generally the impression in indian football has been that he wants his team the way like in a particular way like he he demands a certain skill set there is a ideology that he and he is a taskmaster that way so it's important that the management gives it to him and with the hyderabad is a new franchise we do we still don't know where the money is going to like come from whether they are going they're big enough to attract big players to can can roka's name be enough to attract an udanta to hyderabad next season so like that, that's that's the challenge i think uh, right now with the team he has i think roka is still going to struggle but i'm sure he'll start putting his philosophy inside and let i think the hopefully he can see out the season and use the summer to like really build a team and build a team that focuses on his kind of football so he comes from that tiki taka school of thought so he will want possession he will want to bore the other he, that's essentially how roka plays he will tire out the opposition and then strike 
Yeah, because so, he, he, he's, he's not taken up any roles since leaving Bengaluru. So that was a bit of a surprise yeah. after his record there. I think he was waiting for the right role. In the ISL? I, no, no. I think he was just waiting for the right role. He had applied for the Indian national team as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, it went to Steam Ad. So I think he was just weighing up best offers. And I think something about Hyderabad's project excited him. But uh, it's, it's a big deal. I think uh, within India, he's a, uh, he's a respected figure. And uh, but it'll be it, let's be honest. He he worked with the best franchisee in the country, so mm. it's not going to be so easy with Hyderabad. But hopefully they'll give him time, and hopefully he'll, they'll be able to give him the players that he wants as well. And then we'll be. Uh, and it's important. It's nice to see Hyderabad, which is a new franchisee, uh, making these big moves, showing so ambition. Thing we are here to stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, what's the, I mean, obviously he's there for the uh, next season and the year after that, you know, it's mm. not about this year for Hyderabad. Has he got the basis of building a good team there or is it like um, a couple of years project? It's not a one year. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely not one year. Unless you're, through, I, unless you're like really willing to throw the money and get some players in the summer. Uh, because I don't think there's enough quality in that uh, Hyderabad side. If you're playing Robin Singh as a striker in an ISL team, then it's a little worrying. Yeah. So I I think uh, the and uh, to be honest, they uh, like FC Pune had a uh, Pune City had a, a fair bit of uh, decent uh, English players, but they were all influenced by the Phil Brown appointment, and it was just I think they'll have to like. Uh, I don't even know any foreigner that they should retain. So, uh, maybe Marcelino is one, but apparently he's got his eyes set on like most other clubs. So, um, maybe it'll be just good to just start everything again and start fresh. Use that money wisely. Get somebody uh, within the Indian ranks who they think can play a position football. And hopefully, yeah, something will Something exciting will happen in like two years' time. I don't want to jump the gun and say next summer it's going to be exciting. Yeah, um, I mean, looking at the team and they've got quite a few aging players, and like you said, none of the uh, foreign players are standout players. So um, it'll be interesting to see what Rocker does in the close season, and especially when the uh, transfer market opens. I think they'll uh, give a good guide. Um, especially mm-hmm. if, from what you say, he's a hard taskmaster in terms of um, you know fitness and what have you. So, um, that, but it makes it more interesting, doesn't it, when you get a, a coach of that name coming back and he's got a huge, re- well, I say huge, but you know, rebuilding job. Uh, because at Bengaluru, it was like a different sort of a standard he was go- going into, wasn't it? But he? the thing is, he uh, still built it in his image. So, the team he inherited from Wesley, Westwood wasn't exactly what he built. So, so I mean, Westwood team was more of a counter-attacking, uh, exciting football team. This guy made it into a very, like, rigorous system and, like, when everybody knew each other's role and position, 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 you lose the position, you uh, send numbers. So, that, I think... Uh, so Roka did show that he is capable of starting from the scratch. His first season wasn't ex- exactly like the greatest that Bangalore has ever had as well. So it takes time, mm. but maybe they'll be able to give him a give him at least a backbone to work with, like a four or five players that he can, uh, you know, revolve his system around. But again, 
we it will also be interesting to know whether he is a one dimensional person and that he is not ready will he be ready to adapt to uh, hyderabad situation right now or is he just this i have a system and that's all all i'll play so let's see let's see i think it's a very interesting appointment yeah. for from a journalist point of view yeah <laughs> so well, for hyderabad so fans for hyderabad fans as well gives him quite a bit of hope yeah, yeah. moving forward <laughs> yes, although it has been said that he's only going to be um, advising the coaching staff and he'll only be uh, taking over fully from the next campaign um mm-hmm. maybe he had advanced knowledge that he wasn't going to get the barcelona job so he thought yeah let's go back to the isl um but yeah, it, it, i mean nobody still knows why he left like there are multiple rumors about how his wage wasn't enough is that you know, the lot of rumors here and there so i mean they, he did part in a good way and everybody in bangalore loves him but uh, maybe he's got something to prove in indian super league as well so yeah yeah absolutely um the other big news that really caught my eye and i don't know how big it is in india or how common it is is um the news that um uh, mohan bagan is to merge with atk i mean this was yep. totally out of the blue for me i didn't think these things happen but then as i started following the story i believed that this was linked with east bengal earlier what do you make mm-hmm. of this story and there was meant to be an announcement this this has been existing for a while now this rumor has been existing for a while now but this this time around i think like see big uh, very important media houses of in india has reported this so uh, there must be i mean there is definitely a, something in it but like we still don't know the like who is going to be the majority stakeholder what is the name going to be there's so much uh so much lack of, like there's still a big lack of clarity on how this uh this merging is going to happen but uh, it was very sh- like we all knew both uh, mohan bagan and uh, east bengal wanted to get into the isl somehow and we were expecting them to be the teams that uh, like pay the money and get into the league next time around so i think uh, eventually i think mohan bagan also realized that they need uh, some more financial backings and they probably thought it a merger makes more sense than like going all out and creating a new team and let's be honest uh, atk also needed a fan base so like they were fighting with east bengal and mohan bagan in mm. a, in, in calcutta so and they losing. were always unlikely to ever grow into like huge numbers so from their point of view having a mohan bagan in, in with them is huge because they, they bring a lot of followers. I can't believe uh, the fans of Mohan Bagan are happy with this, especially I mean with their name and history that they would I mean like you said we don't know what the name of the new club if it happens will be, but I can't believe that the I mean I've seen the passion of uh uh Kolkata football fans I can't believe they will be happy about uh, that name disappearing at um i think it's at the end of the day survival right so really do you think this, that's how they feel uh, it's it's clear that they didn't just uh, ecosystem favors the isl and uh, they've gone all out this year and actually said that the isl is a future and isl is a top division so there's no coming back right so uh, like you don't want to look at um, mohammedan sporting for example hmm they are as big a club as uh, as east bengal or mohan bagan in fact it was created it started way before, before east bengal yeah, yeah yeah so uh and look at them struggling in the third division right now for a long time now and 
they i'm sure the fans are wary of the fact that this could happen to obagan as well wow. if the current pattern continues i mean they're playing exceptionally well in the i league but you see there is a lack of ambition and they are no no longer the biggest team in the club, in the country right uh, before you you would always see the top players go there everybody's desire is yeah. to play in the calcutta clubs right now they've lost their appeal so for survival sometimes you need to rebrand yourself and that's I, i'm sure that's probably how most of them see it yeah, that, that's huge for me coming here because it, it, it would be um just about impossible for two clubs i know back in the day <laughs> Oxford and Reading wanted to merge and this is going back a bit and there was a huge mm-hmm. uh, the fan base just wouldn't allow it so this is a very unusual mm-hmm. story for me especially with a club like Mohan Bagan with the history and the fan base they have um but there is no other side there's no ATK like yeah there's Oxford and Reading and sure both sides have a set of fans who didn't have a with ATK I don't think there's a <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think this is a win win for ATK because they got a huge fan base yeah it's so. a huge win for ATK absolutely yeah. as long as they can sort of retain the uh, ATK part of it or something yeah. about it because it's not the thing is it's not a buy it's it's a merger, it's a merger. so yeah yeah so exactly so we don't know who is going to lose out and what is the exact details about it we just can sit there and speculate yeah yeah um just on on this topic is is it possible for a a huge um billionaire to come and buy mon bagan or east bengal or any club for that of matter course, or it's not yeah, yeah they, they can they can all oh, right okay so it's same as here but i mean as long as it follows the indian business regulations and whether i don't know whether a foreigner can come do that easily with the fdi and all that stuff but yeah but an indian if you're rich an enough indian, in indian a, yeah an indian can definitely do that yeah. right because you know in some clubs like you know in europe like barcelona and in germany the fan base have a huge um, voting share so that's why the big owners don't go into some of these big clubs in Europe um so I was wondering if the rules were the same where the fan base has no, the majority no. stake okay no, no, no. all right okay that's that's going to be a really interesting huge story if it goes ahead um maybe East Bengal will start thinking well, we need to do something as well because they don't want to be uh, losing out so East Bengal was leading this race so the moment quest came in everybody thought quest East Bengal was going to get into the ISL first and they had the financial backing but Quest is now moving out they said the East Bengal tie-up is not working so back to ground zero for East Bengal hopefully they can get in another uh, other sponsor there are, there are speculations that the Kingfisher brand is going to come back and uh, oh. it used to be Kingfisher East Bengal so yeah. there are like multiple speculations uh, but Because like, let's see, let's see. for next next season, two clubs can buy their way in into the ISL, can't Correct, they? Yeah. So exactly, yeah. Um, there's that route as well. So we'll see if anybody's got the money um, and the riches to do that. Um, and if it if it's a merger between ATK and Mohan Bagan, that means two clubs which doesn't include Mohan Bagan can yeah like, come in. So that's that's East Bengal and somebody else that who wants to pay the money and come in. So maybe the likes of. uh chennai city or like a gokul who knows so who are wants to put the money in yeah so in more ways than one in the close season it's going to be very interesting now yeah. one of the reasons i uh, i say that you know you're a huge expert and font of all knowledge is that you're one of the few people uh, that thought trow might get a couple of wins 
and look what happens. Um, yes. They've got two back-to-back wins, um, a very good win against the Arrows as well in their last game. Um, what did you see on them in that nobody else, well, I didn't see? No, I, I just, uh, I think I was being more of a, a Max guy than a football, <laughs> a football expert. I just like, by virtue of probability, this was bound to happen. <laughs> so, it's not like I knew the, but the thing is, Trow was very exciting in the in the third division. And they won, and they qualified through merit. And they invested big in that team. So, they have a good set of foreigners. They've got like decent, like, uh, decent experience uh, with, the, with, the, with the players. The Indian players in the uh, in the squad aren't just 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds. They are like proper, uh, like what do you say, like experts in the I-League. So, that meant they, they, they would have had something to eke out some victories. So... I'm not saying they'll go and win the win the title, but it was just probability more than anything else. But your predictions already come true, um, so yes. they've already got the two wins, uh, two very good wins yes. against Naroka and away to the Arrows. The Arrows have been playing, yeah. you know, really good football, losing narrowly, but um, Trout beat them two 0 Yeah, the was... Arrows is also going through the same thing, right? Again, like no results to back up for all the all the good talk about yeah. good football and all that we need to we need to get these boys winning somehow hopefully mm. hopefully uh, that will get addressed soon yeah yeah uh, because um it, it's not good for morale or your confidence if you're losing exactly. every single game um so we'll forget see the confidence i i want the i want the next generation football to footballers to be winners like mm. like who would like i want uh, uh, maybe for the lack of better example, like a, a John Terry who didn't like to lose. Yeah. So they'll do anything that that is required to not lose, play ugly, get a red card for the team. I don't care, but like that that mentality is what I'm worried about in the Indian Arrows team, where there's no sort of like it's not like they'll not get the salary if they lose or something to uh, like. I'm sure like for other teams there's like a relegation clause here, there, like and just uh, I remember talking to a player. Uh, from uh, Punjab FC last year, and uh, he was telling me, Nevin, it's it's very important that we avoid relegation because nobody wants a player from a team that got relegated. <laughs> so there's there's that as well. Like like you can be an exceptional player, but like if you get relegated, the general feeling is that your majority poor. of players will not be picked. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. so there is something that these players also will fight to avoid that relegation. Mm. So. That 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 uh, desire to win and that desire to like, uh, like never lose. That 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 is one aspect that I really want the Indian Arrows to also to develop. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's their shop window, isn't it, to move into bigger clubs? Yeah. Um, their performances. So yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. And um, and you see the likes of uh, former Arrows players uh, stepping up, right? So. Uh, Nongdamba is having a decent season with uh, with Mohan Bagan. Amarjit is obviously already in the in the Indian reckoning. Uh, there is Jackson who's played there. Uh, Anwar Ali, uh, unfortunately, is going through a problem right now. But like he also Narendra is. Uh, uh, so there's a lot decent uh, set of players uh, uh, coming up from the Indian Arrows and sort of making it like into the regular s- squad as well. So just want this element to develop in them that's all i'm not saying the indian mm. arrows project should be shut down or anything but no 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 some yeah something to just 
Yeah. Like make them win. Yeah. No, no, I totally understand get where you're coming from and I agree with it 100%. Yeah. Uh the other game that really stood out for me, I mean, uh, the I League is still I mean, uh in the early stages, I think most teams have only played 5-6 games and Mohan Bagan are at the top at the moment. It was the uh, South Indian derby between um Chennai and Gokulam. Chennai and yeah. uh, five goals, three players sent off in injury time. I don't know if you caught <laughs> that game. Um, because there was a like, really uh, good comeback from Gokulam, and then I don't know what happened in injury time. I, 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 yeah, they just threw it around with like a few red cards and all that. But uh, uh, I think it shows uh, a lot of things. That match showed how Chennai City still have something within them, and they are still that side that were champions last season. So. Uh, the the way they started and how they scored the early goals sort of uh, was obviously a happy news it's very important for chennai city as well because they've lost manzi and they are not uh, from what i understand they're not planning to replace him with a, with another foreign uh, player or something so uh, a, cr- a crucial days of like developing new players and getting the things right and they're all, like like we discussed earlier like they are also like they also have Champions League commitments, so that victory would have given victory would have come at the right time for Chennai City. But also, the problems were exposed with like the moment Gokulam started like putting in it, it. It was almost like Gokulam took the match for granted. They thought they were a better side on paper, so we, they're going to just go win it. And the three goals really like affected them. And uh, fair play to them, they almost made a a comeback and clinched a point, but. Uh, like what you say, it, it was more of a comedy of errors. Uh, like the, the two goals were like, uh, I would say uh, poor defending, not like blatant errors, but poor defending from uh, Chennai side and uh, from Gokulam side. I think uh, uh, the, the, we don't know what is happening with keeper Ubeth. Now he is, Vicky was the one who started last match. So there's something there like uh, they're having a problem with the keeper. And uh, on top of it, uh, it's it's no longer that flawless side that we talked about some few episodes back where they yeah, had like a rigid three by two system. They've gone to four man in the back. There's, there are multiple things happening there, which is, has affected the whole uh, system for some reason. I don't know why you would want to change a winning system, but obviously there there isn't there has been something that has caused that uh, uh, within the camp, but. Generally, I think uh, it it almost felt like a uh, a match between two mid table teams, and you are expecting Gokulam to fight for the title, and you are expecting Chennai City, the I League champions, to also be up there. And but it it looked like a lot of mistakes and not a uh, not a thriller where like five goals were scored through like absolute brilliance. Yeah, end to end football. It was mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Gokulam finished with eight men on the pitch. Um, it's it, like you said, they had a good start, but uh, and uh, they are one, were one of the favourites, probably still are. Mm. So because there's a long way to go, but um, um, they've got a few issues uh, in terms of. And uh, I mean, the favourite tag is also like we said, uh, favourite tags is probably not the best thing to have in an I League, because most of the times the favourites don't go to win the. Win the I think the last time that ever happened was say a Mohan Bagan or a Bangalore FC winning it. But uh, otherwise, it's just been like these underdogs coming in, like performing really well. So, uh, 
Google has work to do. They, I, I've, and this is something that I like put it out on Twitter as well. Do you think that they peaked too early? Like <laughs> uh, the likes of uh, Marcus Joseph and uh, Henry Kisaika, they were all in like superb form till like the Sheikh Kamal event. So now Marcus in the is preseason. They, you're saying they uh, peaked in the preseason? Yeah, I, I mean that was one doubt that I. they had because they played a lot of matches in the pre season yeah. and everybody yeah. thought that was brilliant yeah absolutely but it's also important that i can understand like i i remember uh, this like i don't remember it about him but like i i i do remember sir alex saying something about wayne rooney and how he requires around 8 matches to like be ready mm. like wayne rooney comes from summer and he has a few kilograms extra <laughs> and he has to like like get get into the system so eight uh, generally my feeling is that correct me if i'm wrong that you need to like play eight to 10 matches to be like 10 matches like that's what what they fitness. say here yeah yeah 10 matches is yeah, what so, they say in the premier league but i think uh, yeah, the, the way durant cup and sheikh kamal was placed and they they played some uh, some other tournaments i think probably the b teams did and the gaps between so okay i understand there was a durant cup i think was in august and then you had this uh, event in bangladesh and then you eventually had the uh, i league in november so there was another one month of no playing where these informed strikers were just like sitting there and not knowing what to do and now they had to like restart again so unfortunately i think uh, it's a little sad for uh, gokulam i hope it's like a sign wave and there is an up coming soon but right now they are on a on a downward slope and hopefully things will turn around and hopefully these matches will get them all the players back into fitness and the system back into uh, their lethal best but uh, yeah, I, I, i personally like that 352 and hopefully they can get that rolling again absolutely and uh, like you said uh, there's a long way to go there in the i league it's um, like you said 5 6 games so plenty of time for the players to come back into form but i, I totally get what you're saying about the pre-season i think uh, with the league starting in november um they peaked i can see where you're coming from now uh, that uh, you know the pre-season then they had a break so and there were major tournaments they won like you know uh, pre-season tournaments friendlies and things like that so exactly yeah, um very difficult for the players but talking about the i league there's a teams that want to get into the i league um a lot of people saying you know i league is now the second tier but a lot of people want to get into that one and um unusual well this was new to me that there is a, a competition that's i league second division um which again in my naivety I wasn't aware <laughs> um what can you tell me about the second division that's going to start soon and i believe that one team will get promoted but the other thing Correct, is yeah. there's a lot of uh, reserve teams take, taking part that can't be promoted yeah so which is i uh, i have a big problem uh, i mean i think we can start off with giving an idea it's uh, it's plays uh, it's i think uh, teams are divided into like three groups this time around and uh, they will play the league format within the groups and then they get into a Uh, like the winners will get in progress into something else and that's how the system goes so it's not like every team has to play each other because it's like an 18 uh, i think 18 teams are part of the 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 i second division but i am uh, see i'm not okay with most of it becoming reserve sites for uh, the top top uh, clubs in the in the country yeah. 
then we one we have the same problem that we talked about the arrows where the desire to win and qualify and all is no longer there they, they have they're not going to qualify so they're going to just come experiment uh, uh, like get their fitness around it's not competitive football anymore so and you're talking about a lot of sides uh, uh, most of the isl sides have fielded uh, reserve teams even punjab fc has uh, is planning to uh, field uh, a team so none of these can qualify so ultimately it becomes a smaller uh, battle between the other other teams and uh, uh, and uh, i i remember i'm not a big like i don't understand uh, baseball so much but i remember watching a netflix documentary of how it works in uh, in the usa and the name of the documentary is the battered bastards of baseball and uh, how this one team uh, like wanted to like not be part of the so it, it's like a farm for the for the top franchises yeah, so they they have yeah, farm teams yeah yeah they so, do so Triple so one particular team didn't want to be like a part of a like a farm a setup and they they set up a foot, uh, a baseball team and they went on to win something get a lot of fans uh i mean uh, the, the, i i suggest every listener to check out that documentary i think it's there in netflix uh, is one of the best sports documentaries i've seen but i think i see a similar pattern here and slowly and steadily they'll kill the the natural ecosystem of football and make it this just reserve 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 what is the fun in seeing another reserve league why don't you make a reserves league why why don't you like why do you have to make the second division of uh, india a reserve league i am not at all a big fan of it because there is something at the end of the day there's a qualification to i league at the, the end of the day and if majority of a team play a majority of the teams taking part in the competition are not vying for it then i think it just kills the competition so i am not at all a fan of this and last year also i i, I was supporting like ozone and uh, all those other clubs who don't have uh, uh, bigger teams there but uh, but it's sad but i see indian football going that route and uh, the moment you have farm farm teams for the top sides the likes of uh, al shillong lajong or anybody else will find it even more difficult because they used to produce and identify talent and sell it so that sales was a part of their revenue mm. but if if uh, teams can afford to have like reserve teams and they are playing in the same setup so the the importance of uh, feeder clubs will just be washed out of the uh, system and that will also be just reserve side so instead kerala blasters will be like why don't we send a scout get another 30 on board they can play in the reserves reserve, we yeah. don't have to like buy from shillong lajong or something yeah how, how so i am not a huge fan of this whole setup yeah i mean I, this is what confused me i mean there's um i think there's about 18 teams in the league but 10 of them won't be able to qualify to the next stage because they're reserve teams yeah. so basically it's a competition between eight teams um exactly. but how how do they do you know how do you get into that this uh, heroes uh, you know second division competition do you have to qualify to get into this or yeah. it has to be like from state recommendation or like state recommendation right okay recommendation or league winners is uh, how usually it, it works so does that so rule apply to the a... reserves like uh, kerala plasters reserves no, no, qualify to the kerala league they they just show that they have a uh, they have the financial capabilities and all that and of course like kerala fa must have suggested from there and that uh, uh, 
they can compete and uh, something like that. But see, last year FC Kerala was denied a chance, saying they don't have the infrastructure or uh, monetary uh, setup to uh, run a football club. This time they were allowed. But you want the likes of FC Kerala to play and not Kerala Blasters to play. Like no offense, I'm not taking sides here. The thing is, FC Kerala is a club of its own and it's developing a lot of players. It's, it's trying to grow. And then you have Kerala Blasters already got a setup. So, I mean, I, I, I think the way forward, I think Suresh Jethri has mentioned this before as well, is to have another reserves league. Mm. And it can be just the teams that are playing in the ISL and I-League. Yeah, I think that. So, be... if you want to field reserve teams, you play in a separate league. Don't, don't destroy the existing system also. No, we want the likes of Shillong Lajong and all those clubs to also exist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want India to be like 10 teams and their other uh, feeder Feed clubs. It. Like, their, yeah, their own B teams and C teams playing in the other leagues. That's just sad. We want like more stories more local connect. So, I, w- I really wish like Lone Star FC would go and win this. From Kashmir. Because, yeah, from Kashmir. Like, that makes more sense to me and that they, that does so much more for football than a Kerala Blasters reserve winning this. Like, they can't technically win but like, uh, it, I don't know. I, I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say. Uh, 100%. Just, 100%. Yeah. yeah uh, this is what confused me about the, uh, when I saw the uh, structure and the teams involved and, T- uh, 10 of the teams can't even move to the second stage, the final stage, which from one team will qualify, the winners will qualify into next season's um, I-League. But you, you, you've even got the um, historical club like uh, Mohammed Sporting um, in, in the group. In the yeah, yeah, so it'd be good to see them coming back as well, you know, getting some of their old glory back. I don't and... think they have the desire really? to do that. Really? Yeah, I don't think they. It it almost feels like they're running the football club just because they want to run a football club because wow. it's, it's community based and yeah. I don't think so. If Mohan uh, Mohammedan Sporting really had a desire, they could have easily roped in more sponsored, made it more professional. Please, this is a setup that's been there in India for more than yeah, a century. Yeah, exactly. So, I was thinking about yeah, the history. So I don't think they 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 want to grow beyond this, and they 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 easily sell their best players. It's not even like they don't have good players. You, If you look at it, the likes of, say, Lance Inture, who played well for uh, Minerva Punjab, all those players came from Mohammedan Sporting. But they are very community-based and they are they're looking for like uh, promoting a certain uh, uh, players from a certain religion, this, that. Which is fair enough. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. It's your club, you can do whatever. But uh, So... So with Mohammedan Sporting, I think uh, generally there is uh, there is no desire for them to reach the tops, top uh, leagues. Go back like to the, the old glory back. days, which is sad. Yeah, which yeah. is sad considering which, the history of that. Which is very sad, but yeah. which is very sad. But these these things happen. There mm. are football clubs shutting down across the world for uh, not because of any greed or any like any particular reason. It's just their own philosophy. I remember reading a a large uh, long piece on. Uh, Athletic Bilbao hmm. and uh, sorry, am I? Is it Bilbao? Yeah, I think it, yeah, Athletic Bilbao and how uh, they 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 have a certain tradition to the club and they will not even if it means relegation, they will not change it. Yeah, they just have so, uh, players from um, their own from state. The, yeah, the Basque yeah. Basque country, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So they're very they're very clear, and it's not because they don't have money to buy new players or whatever, but they they want to do this, and that's how they will keep doing it. So 
Yeah, yeah. I think but, it's a similar state for Mohammedan Sporting. They want to just run it and yeah. like if they qualify well and good, but, but I don't think they'll. Bilbao want to compete. Um, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah Bilbao uh, want to compete. Yeah, yeah and sure. um, they are one yeah, of the most. I don't think it's a fair comparison, but like. Uh, but it's just, it's the same in terms of wanting to restrict who plays for you, which is uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's very sad to hear. I, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, appreciate you sharing that with us about Morbin Sporting. But it really stood out for me. You spoke about them earlier. Then I saw them in the second, uh, going to compete. But by the sound of it, then they're, they're just there for the uh, numbers. But uh, it'll be good to see uh, who comes through this. Um, um, like you said, you've said uh, you'd like Lone Star Kashmir to uh, come up, but then you've got cl- clubs I've never thought of, you know, like Garwal and Rajasthan FC, and there's another club mm-hmm. from Bengaluru United, so it, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to learn. Bengaluru United is a very good venture, by the way. It's, really? It's well-funded, and they're also fielding a women's team, and they're, oh, right. they're out there with like a good intent, so that's that's one club to watch out for in the next five years. Fantastic, yeah. Brilliant! I'm glad uh, even I, I believe uh, I believe one of the founders of Infosys is involved in the whole thing. Oh, there's money behind so that club. Obviously, then. yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll know how to run things professionally, and hopefully that that'll be that'll be on. Brilliant. So we'll talk about it as it goes on because I think it kicks off in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll follow how that competition's going. And um, yeah, it'll be good to see who wins that one. Uh, but at the complete other spectrum uh, just to end this podcast is uh, the AFC Champions League um, yeah. we've not got, as a nation got a record a good record or any sort of a record in this um, none of our teams have ever qualified to the group stage um, we've got Chennai uh, playing today tonight even probably now Indian time I'm not sure it's probably tonight isn't it yeah. against the uh, Bahraini uh, champions Arifa um, is there much interest in the? Cha- I mean, you know what the Champions League in Europe is like. You know what the uh, Copa, the uh, South American equivalent is huge. Um, what about in in India? Um, are we taking the Champions League at all seriously? Is Chennai no. being the focus no. of all the media and? No, not at all. Oh. Absolutely, no. I think we've just been as journalists, so we're just uh, carrying whatever press releases they've sent us, but. Generally, there's no talk because there's no expectation. Like, Champions League is just beyond us and we're there to make the numbers. We're not even, like, in the Champions League. We're in the qualification well, in stages. The so, hopefully with the restructuring of it and uh, and at the end of the day, I think it's the likes of Bangalore that takes the uh, competition seriously. The AFC competitions, I mean, and not just Champions League, but the Cup as well. So, hopefully, next time around uh, with... Uh, yeah, yeah, when the when Bangalore gets playing in the AFC Cup, I think that's when the conversation will increase. And generally, there's more; they have more influence over the media. And they, they the so when Bangalore plays, I think there's more media attention than a Chennai City FC playing. That's even though Chennai uh, City are playing a large, a uh, bigger event. So yeah, that's really sad because yeah. uh, they are representing yeah, the nation. Sad, but it's also justified because we've done nothing, nothing. in that <laughs> event too. Yeah, so, true. True. Um, yeah. But so they're not even playing at home, are they? Yeah. They're not even playing in Chennai. They're playing in Ahmedabad. Yeah, and it's it, that's how the system is. So I remember last year, Minerva had to go to Iran. And, <laughs> and they played Saipa, I think. And they got beaten like 5-0 or something. So Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, none of our teams have got through the past the f- first round. I think the last one was uh, Mohan Bagan in 2016, but they lost Mohan in the Bagan, second yeah. uh, preliminary yeah. round. So we've never yeah, managed yeah. to get to the um, group stage. But um, yeah, I was, I was uh, that's slightly disappointing. I thought the whole country would be behind Chennai, but uh, it's not the case. Maybe a victory. It's like everything else we've said. Uh, it's victories and winning games that will draw the media attention, won't it? Absolutely. absolutely um, when yeah. you get knocked out. Maybe if you get into the Champions League and like win a match or like win against like big teams. So, winning against a team from Iran would have been a big deal, right? Because mm. eventually it'll be like India beat, India beat Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but again, a lot of questions like is... Chennai, Chennai City FC is the best club in India right now to represent us in the <laughs> biggest competition of uh, Asia. I, like, there will be doubters, but yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully in the next few years, uh, this process also will get sorted out and are actually yeah. the best team in India would be playing the, in the tournament. I mean, th- that will be the case because it will be the ISL uh, winners this time around. So, they've changed that structure, haven't they? So, you'd think we'll have the best team in the next tournament. But um, fair play to Chennai. I mean, as well, were there a couple of years ago. My own Leicester City were in the Champions League group stage uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Hope to be back there next year. So, um long as you meet the criteria, you deserve to be there. So, um um, yeah. And it's going to be tough for Chennai anyway because uh, they're playing the Bahraini champions, so it's yeah. it's it's going to be a tough one, uh, even though it's at home. So any sort of a result, uh, it'll be good for Chennai. Um, so I'll look forward to that, but not with much hope um, to see what the result of that one is. Um, as always, uh, you can see what the time is, and um, talking to you, it just flies by. But I really appreciate it, Tim. I know you. Very busy at work, so um, thank you, Nevin, for taking time out and speaking to me. Uh, it's much it's appreciated, my friend, um, and wish you a really um, nice and uh, comfortable uh, rest of the week. Hard afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, my friend. Enjoy because you, you don't want too much cold. <laughs> Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Bye bye.